From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MVW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you uh, this morning. We will uh, talk a little uh, a little news. Blake Henson is in the transfer portal for Ole Miss basketball. Also, uh, you know it for a while because you probably subscribe to rebelgrove.com or at least read our content. Uh, reported several weeks ago, they finally announced Mike Bianco's extension today as, uh, as well. So we'll discuss that. And more coming up on the show, brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Use the Speed Pass Plus app. That is the way to safely fuel up here uh, in Oxford at the Oxford Exxon or statewide with all Blue Sky locations. You can uh, pay right there on the app. Don't have to touch much of anything and get on with your uh, day and on your way with Blue Sky and the Oxford Exxon. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He will send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Uh, you can take that quote and uh, shop it around, of course, or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. You will uh, love the service. You'll love the product, of course. Corey wants to be a car guy. He wants to be a truck guy. He will prove that to you when you make the call, 662-257-1900. Uh, guest, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Uh, rafters on the water is open it is uh excuse me there it is located at the sardis marina so come experience outdoor dining unlike any place in north mississippi the menu offers shrimp and mississippi catfish platters along with gourmet burgers louisiana styled po'boys served on leidenheimer french bread they're open wednesdays and thursdays from 3 30 to 10 friday through sunday from 11 to 10 a newly expanded picnic style dining area uh, signature appetizers, including Zydeco shrimp, crawfish egg rolls, live music, fun cocktails, including their famous house frozen margaritas, and they still have to-go and curbside pickup available as well. All you have to do to get that is 662-712-6162. So a good bit to get to today. I, I, I did see this a couple days ago. I'm looking for it now. I'll find it in a second. Um, and I know I, I'll, I'll look up to see what the methodology is behind this. But you asked me on the last uh, last live show, or at least the last studio show that we did, about um, the state flag. Again, you had the interview with uh, with Lawrence Stennis last week and whether if it went to a vote through a referendum, what I thought would happen. Um, Adam Gunn's show two days ago, he tweeted this, and it is from um, the, a Chisholm poll. I, again, have no idea. I can read on what the methodology is in a second, but we'll take their word for it um, with the cliff notes here. In 2017, the Chisholm poll declared that 49% of the people voted to keep the current state flag. 41% voted to change the state flag in 2017. Okay. In 2020, the keeping the current state flag is still ahead, but it's 46-45 now. Oh, so it would so be a very, within the margin very, of error, I'm sure. It would I'm be sure. a very close vote at this point. It would it would strictly be which which side had more momentum to get to the polls. Um, well, you know where I stand on this. I, I, I still think it would not pass if it was put up with a normal ballot in November. I think it would have a much better chance of passing as an individual referendum at some point. A week ago, I would have uh, 
I would have disagreed with you. Today, I probably agree with you. Well, look, this is just, this is just, might be a little educated, but this is mostly just my opinion. They're not going to put it before a vote because they're scared to death of it not passing because you're just screwed for a while at that point. You can't come back to it in a year. It well, and the, This and thing's got to pass through some sort of legislative manner, and that's not happening. And the national year. beating you would take. If it didn't pass. That's my point. You, I mean, that, that's cringeworthy for me just sitting here. <laughs> like I'm like, okay, no, 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 no. You just no. Can't, you can't go there. I mean, those headlines, Mississippi oh. votes to keep Woo. battle flag. Um, Goodness. Yeah, because it would be Mississippi votes to keep Confederate battle flag. Yes. I mean, let me just go ahead and let you in on the Gannett. That would be the, the headline. The headline is a very yeah. simple. CNN. <laughs> yeah, it would be a simple one to predict. <laughs> OAN might be a little more favorable. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what they would do, but yeah. That's a good chance. Special commentary by Mike Gundy. Yeah, it ties in later. We'll get there. Um. Yeah. So that that's my that was kind of my guess. I thought it was closer. I thought that every year that vote will will close it will close up a little bit, and that's kind of where it's at right now. So that that doesn't surprise me that it's forty six forty five, uh, as of two thousand and uh and, and twenty. I'm just let me scroll quickly. Now there's um, a way to do that without putting it up for a vote. Correct? Yes, it, legislatively it can't happen. I'm telling you that I do not see that happening this year. Really, I do not. That is that is my guess. Um. Yeah, that's that's. Let's see. Quote here: um, National polls confirm that our nation is wrestling with the issues of race and criminal justice reform like no other time in the last forty years. This poll shows that many Mississippians are engaged in that debate. But polls are a snapshot in time. As of last Wednesday, there was not enough support to change the state flag. Slow down, slow down. I'm I'm losing some of that. Okay. As of last Wednesday, there was not enough support to change the state flag, but there was more support than than ever before, and there is momentum on that side of change. Said. Brad Chisholm of Chisholm Strategies, which does work for Democratic politicians, pulled on the issue in light of the renewed efforts um, this legislative session to change the flag. Where is Chisholm located? Do you know? Not that it matters. Um, I'm just kind of curious. I don't know. Let's see. Let's try to figure it out. You can take the time to do that. Webb, thank you very much. It's very kind of you. Uh, let's see. He wants to know um, thoughts on Mike Leach at state, long-term, short-term. We'll get to that. Uh, to 2906 North State Street in Jackson, Mississippi. Chisholm okay. Strategies. That is, okay. that, is, that is where that is located. I don't know the methodology was more what I was interested by. I was kind of curious how many people they've polled. I was sort of wanting a little poll data there. Um, because that's the deal, too. When you're doing this, you have to, I mean, it's probably a little bit of profiling and stereotyping, but I don't I don't think completely. And I think a lot of times that, that, that saves some time as much as anything. Um, I think that if you, you know, you poll university towns, you poll Jackson, you're going to get a lot of change. If we go down to every small community around the state, you're going to have a lot more keep the flag. Um, yeah. So that's the thing too is you got to figure out when you really try to figure out whether something could pass. You got you have to figure out how motivated each subsect is to go vote, and then what those what those numbers look like because that's that's sort of where this is. Polling is so hard too. I would think I'm guessing because so many people when they get a number like that that pops up on their cell phone, they block it or they de- decline it. Or don't answer it. Do you get the text, for, like during cycles, for them to te- give your thoughts on things yeah, or whatever? And I, and I, and I never do it mm-hmm. because it takes, you know, I mean, just it depends on if, if it catches you at the exact right time, you might do it. I'm really complicated because I get them from both sides. I get Democratic and Republican text. Yeah, I mostly just get the Republican text. Do you? Yeah. Well, you're a pretty staunch conservative. I mean, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, 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 you're a 10. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. I'm glad we have the camera when we do. If we pan just to the left, we'd see that battle flag right over the yeah, water. I know. Hanging I know. Right so there. I, I'm glad know. we got that moved. Yeah. It was, it was, when Beloy was here that day, I thought it was going to get in the picture, but it's, uh, it's, 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 it's all right. <sighs> yeah. I'm, that's where it's at. Like I said, I will be stunned if it's, if it's changed in 2020. That's just my really? opinion. Yeah. I, Okay. Disagree? Well, I'm just trying to think. A, I'm absolutely terrified to say anything anymore because everybody, everybody's just on attack mode. There's not a worse time in history to be in front of a live mic every day. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Um, from a legislative standpoint, from a co- commercial standpoint, I said this the other day, it remains true. I, I don't see what choice Mississippi has. I, 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 I don't see... in a forward thinking world, how you can stand on that hill and, 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 and hold your ground. It, it, it's a losing battle, frankly. I think that there would be a much higher chance were we not in a pandemic still where they're worried about still how to get funding to all these different towns and cities. They've just got more going on right now. Yeah. So I think with trying to figure out funding, trying to figure out all the medical things still associated with, with everything going on. I just think it's, it's there and there's a kind of a grassroots push here, but it's not this primary thing that every right. day they go into session trying to figure out. And I think that allows it to get lost in the cracks it's not a little the case bit. case with certain school systems, I'll tell you that. You had a day? Yeah, it's been interesting. It's been interesting. Um, you can find more about that at rebelgrove.com. Well, just in a uh, quick little post that <laughs> might get deleted any, any, any minute now. You're not sure yet? Yeah, just, I don't know. <laughs> It's one of the times you hit you, my, hit, my you kid, hit enter. Yeah, and my go, kids are gonna be like, Dad, Dad. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, help me out a little here. Thanks. Um so what's uh what's going on with Blake Henson? He's entering the transfer portal. What's up? Yeah, it's not a not a massive surprise. I, I I said this yesterday on the board. Two months ago this would not have been a surprise at all. The fact that we got to middle of June and then it happened surprised me a little bit. I asked some people yesterday if it was a surprise inside the program and I was told no, not at all. Um you know, look, Blake had a really good freshman year. He had a very disappointing sophomore year that a lot of it was not his fault. He missed the entire offseason. He had to try to play his way into shape. And I think at times last year, he tried to hit five and six point shots. And those are hard to make. And um, I, I just. I think he just decided a change of scenery was going to be a good thing for him. I think he knew that that he could see the writing on the wall with the people in the room that getting playing time was going to be a challenge. And yesterday was report date, and I guess he just decided, you know what, I'm I'm going to go elsewhere. There are already a couple schools that have been mentioned: Utah, Missouri. Blake has a a, a red shirt year at his disposal if he can't win an appeal. Um. Makes sense. Look, Blake's a great kid. Uh, I like Blake a lot. There were times that you could see it wasn't working. He didn't. He wasn't beginning to fit. I don't know that that everything meshed. And I just think this is college basketball, which is going to be. It's it's always been pretty transfer heavy, and it's going to get even more transfer heavy. And when the pass when the rule passes, I was telling you before we started, when this one time transfer rule passes, and it will, it it absolutely will. And when it does, it's it's going to be chaotic, especially at first. Kids are going to jump places. 
you're going to get kids you didn't think you could get, and you're going to lose kids you didn't think you were going to lose. And it's going to happen to every single program. And basketball, more than any other sport, because of small roster sizes, meaning one player going and coming makes such an impact everywhere. Yeah. You have full scholarships, so it's not like a baseball thing where you're dealing yeah. with, any, you know, with inequality from that standpoint or inequity. I mean, it, it's it's – yeah, yeah a kid, it, a kid it is absolutely the most impactful sport from that standpoint. Kid jumps to the league a, a year early and opens things up, and boom, you transfer. You know, it's just it's going to happen. Kid doesn't like a coach, gets frustrated, has a bad meal, boom, gone. I mean, it just the way it works. Sort of, kind of back on that other topic for a second. I'm just seeing this this morning, and I'm, I'm not going here because I frankly don't want to. But from a strictly advertising standpoint, Quaker Oats getting rid of the Aunt Jemima logo and brand, that is so recognizable and such the reason that people grab that syrup and something that you know and you see every time. It's Mrs. Butterworth too, right? I haven't seen that. I don't know. If I'm... I mean, if I'm the advertising person, the person trying to market now, I'm terrified on how you try to rebrand while keeping market share. I mean, that... Well, back in my fat days... Yeah. I would keep Mrs. Butterworth around. Yeah. <laughs> I knew where to find her. <laughs> I mean, I just I'm I'm looking, I'm like, that's such a recognizable front of front of syrup logo. Because we talked about this the other day. I mean, you, you buy so many things based off what the label looks like. Of course. Wines, syrup, anything. Everything. Come on. Man, I mean, I'm telling you, I it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough deal. Yeah, I've seen I've seen potentially that. I've seen Uncle Ben's rice being potential, um, some different things. So yeah. Um another thing where I can tell you what the logo looks like in my head. What? But I don't know the backstories. I don't know. I don't know. Um the Aunt Jemima is because of obviously it's um replicating is- the, the 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 main slave from old antebellum south like they took care of the children or the, oh, the okay. cook or whatever along those lines and it was it apparently the origin the origin came from um minstrel song shows where the um slaves were singing back in oh. the 30s um okay apparently that's reading quickly from an article that i have in front of me that's the case but yeah just advertising wise i went wow that's that's a that's a tough rebrand right there i mean you could you could quickly lose some Lose some share just because people recognize it. That's that, that's all it is. So it's pretty fascinating. Did you see a certain column? Well, not a column, a certain tweet from a certain columnist today. Who? No. What happened, Mr. Wilkin? What did he do today? Oh, he says it was after the word rebels. Oh, I did see that. UNLV took their rebel person they down. Took the statue down. Took the statue down. Well, I mean, you know, Las Vegas. It was a bastion <laughs> of the Confederacy. Uh, <laughs> You remember the Battle of Las Vegas? Yeah. If if what is their origin with rebels? I don't know. What, what is it? I would. It has to be something with like the gold strike and stuff, right? Wouldn't you think? I would assume. Well, that's what's interesting about this is, I mean, rebels in general. I mean, <laughs> our our Minutemen were rebels. I mean, American history, 1776. I mean, we're rebels. That's, that's what that, that I mean, the, the, the name does not automatically refer to the Civil War, no matter what connotation you want to put on it. I know. I mean, I, mean, I I'm, I'm aware. I mean, our, our literally, our country was well, founded by rebels. I don't know if you're aware, but we are now going after some of the founding fathers of our country. Well, okay, that's fair. I saw that too. Virginia changing the, the, the way their handle looks on their logo. I saw that. You see this? I saw that. 
I had to look like for five minutes to see the difference. I was like, hold on, what you did? You, 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 you did what? I mean, and like, fine, whatever, because it doesn't make a difference. I don't, who cares? Whatever, if that makes whatever. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I'm I'm sure we're still pissing people off right now. But I'm, I'm not really trying to. I'm. I, I I do think there's a degree of context that's required with Thomas Jefferson and George Washington and and, and people that lived in the 1700s, but. Yeah, you can't compare time well, periods. You don't say you can't. Well, okay. Be careful. The hell you can't, because people are doing it. UNLV, this is from the UNLV official site, so I'll take their word for this. UNLV.edu um, slash campus life slash mascot hyphen nickname dash nickname. The rebellious spirit. UNLV's nickname and mascot date to the university's origin in the mid-1950s, a time when a nation founded by rebels once again became obsessed with the idea of iconic Nonconformist. The decade of the 50s was epitomized by young people rebelling against their parents' middle-class American values from popular motion pictures such as 1953's The Wild One starring Marlon Brando and 1955's Rebel Without a Call starring James Dean to rebellious musicians such as Elvis Presley and the beginnings of rock and roll as it emerged from American blues music. The spirit of time was rebellion, is what the UNLV website says. Okay. So why? So they got rid of the, the rebel guy. Yeah. All right, let's be serious for a minute. No, I mean, I, I kind of am. I'm really not joking. I don't like. I don't like. Well, I mean, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna leave UNLV out of this. We'll let them fight their own battles. What do you think is gonna happen here? Because the topic's coming. So, I mean, if you haven't begun to kind of think about it, you probably should, because it's coming, and you talk in front of a camera most every day. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, the, the topic is absolutely coming. It's going to come from the campus. I think Ole Miss is completely and utterly safe okay. for a long time. Money, branding, the way they've done whatever, I, I think it's I'm, there. I haven't no disagreed. I'm, I'm, I haven't, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just listening. I think Rebels is okay. But I do wonder down road, depending on – if you go, hey, what's the next generation? I I don't know. I wrote about this in 10 Thoughts. You I, could ar- Real quick. You could sure. argue that – it wasn't purposeful like this, but once they moved away from Colonel Reb, that it at least started the slippery slope over a long period of time to doing that. Sure. I mean, just from a straight alumnus standpoint, I mean, talk about the time and the energy that could have been saved had they just stayed the freaking flood from the 1930s. Well, there's no doubt about there's that. There's a river. It floods. Mississippi flood. Hey, move on with our day. It sure. all is good. I mean, sure. the lack of headache. Yeah. Rightfully or wrongfully, that's for somebody else. There's no question about it. The lack of, I mean, my God. I wrote about this in 10 Thoughts. The players and people of Andy Staples wrote about it today in a very compelling piece that went back a long ways to how we got to this place from a leverage standpoint. The, the, the football players on these campuses, these Power Five campuses, have never had more leverage than they have today. That is inarguable. The people that try to argue it, they lose the argument. I've, I've had the argument with several people, not really an argument, but just a conversation. And ultimately, they, they, they go, yep, you're right. Now, I said this the other day with Jay, I think, I don't know. I look at leverage as sort of like this cup of coffee right here, okay? Yeah. It's full. But as you use it, you lose there's it. less of it. Sure. Capital, leverage, whatever. Sure. Yeah, whatever... Yeah, whatever, whatever phrase word you want to use. Anomaly, yeah, whatever analogy, yeah. whatever, you, whatever, you, whatever you want to use. Sure. But I'm going to use the cup of coffee because I've got one in my hand. 
as you pour some of it out, you lose it. Sure. If they choose to use the whole cup to say, hey, we're not playing if we're the Rebels, I'm curious to see what the outcome of that would be. Because there does come a point, and this is the stuff that the people don't want to hear, and I'm not taking a side here. You know this. I have consistently said when that, because I get this question two weeks in a row now in my mailbag, and I've answered it the same way. This is a question for people who are emotionally tied to Ole Miss and financially tied to Ole Miss because they will make the decisions. Yeah. There will come a point with leverage where it's a bridge too far and where the people that are alumni and donors and season ticket holders and supporters say, that's it, I'm done. Yeah. That's it. So I've looked at the leverage and I've said, you guys want to get name, image, likeness, rights you're going to get those that's you can use yeah. some you can use some of your leverage there you're going to get it actually you're going to keep a lot of your leverage you just going to pour a little bit yeah, of your yeah, leverage out you want to get uh one-time transfer fees rules apply, where you can transfer you can get that too there's no question you can go in and fight that battle right now and go hey if we don't get that one-time transfer thing we're not playing okay you got it done not use much of your coffee still have a pretty big yeah. cup of coffee you probably could say we want to be able to have representation. Not an agent, but a representative who we can consult with legally mm-hmm. to get advice on stuff. You probably could get that. When you start getting into some of the other stuff, you start getting into the stuff that's emotional to the fans and the donors and that kind of thing, and that's where things get interesting. And I'm not saying that one's I'm not saying that Ole Miss should or should not keep rebels. It's not my call. I don't want to vote. But when that comes up, that's going to be a lot more emotional to donors and to fans and to alumni than legislative policy, isn't it basically than name, yeah. image, likeness. Yeah. I uh I should have kept reading because you and Ovi kind of brought this on themselves a little bit. I'll go there in a second. Before okay. we do that, I'll tell you about Tyson Drugs and GM Pharmacy. Both stores are uh, open regular business hours. Most things uh, are now is uh, in Mississippi. Things are opened up for the most part. Tyson's utilizing a walk-up window, and GM's offering curbside service as well. Both stores dedicated to free local delivery and are able to deliver same day as well. You can still uh, get their compound alcohol-based hand sanitizer and more. So you can check out their Facebook page for those updates or give them a call at 662-236-2222. Uh, we are also brought to you by the Iron Horse Grill. Uh, the Iron Horse Grill is located at uh, 320 East Pearl Street in Jackson. They specialize in on-site large event catering for up to 250 people, off-site full catering services, especially beverage catering. So if you're uh, planning a birthday party, a graduation celebration, a rehearsal dinner, or a wedding reception, you want to be able to enjoy the moment, the Iron Horse Grill is your answer. 601-398-0151 to speak to Sarah Black about your catering needs. They're also uh, open uh, for lunch, dinner, Sunday brunch, live music four times a week, all of that at the Iron Horse Grill. Uh, Dead Soxy is excited to celebrate Father's Day. And it's come to be expected. They want to do it in style. So go to deadsoxy.com. Check out the limited edition Father's Day bundles. You can get the bundle, the men's dress sock, a kid's crew, and the no-show. They've also broken up the bundles because not everybody has kids. Uh, so you can do that too, but you need to hustle if you want to get it there for Father's Day. Deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com for the limited edition Father's Day collection before they are all gone. 
We're also brought to you by Pinnacle Trust. Uh, Martin Palomo and I taped a uh, Mind on My Money podcast yesterday. That'll be up sometime today. And it is sponsored by Pinnacle Trust. They're based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states as well. Founded in 1997, Pinnacle Trust provides detailed specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. They treat investing like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle Trust will sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. It's not what the cookie-cutter financial planners do, but it's what Pinnacle Trust does. They'll build a plan just for you. It's Pintrust.com, P-I-N-N-Trust.com. Mention you heard about Pinnacle Trust on the podcast. You'll get 10% off your first year's fee. Podcast is brought to you by In-House Interior and Design, 662-681-6241. Give Nikki a call. You can send a text as well, uh, whether it's something small or something that will uh, bring more uh, value to your home as well. They do everything from first, from uh, from new client discounts to uh, dorm room discounts. And uh, you can pull out the full uh, <clears throat> range of their experience. Again, in-house interior design, that is 662-681-6241. So, it's told in the thread to keep reading, and they're exactly right. This talk about bringing something on yourself here. Um, it says the birth of. We'll spend five minutes on this because it is another rebels thing. So it's interesting to me. Uh, the I birth of Beauregard. During this time, the tiny extension campus in Las Vegas that was struggling to emerge from the shadow of University of Nevada Reno and its students and administrators drew the idea for rebels from the natural rivalry that accompanied the split between what would become UNLV and UNR. After establishing the Rebels' nickname, Nevada Southern students also created Beauregard, a cartoon wolf with a Confederate uniform to rebel against UNR and its Wolfpack mascot in the North. Beauregard's smirk and wink contrasted with Reno's ferocious wolf and other nod to the, finding school, the fledgling school's break from the tradition and its older and more established peer. Uh, while it was a decision based in rivalry and fun, the choice of a Confederate-themed mascot was nonetheless an unfortunate one. Well, that's true. Although the NSUNR rivalry was useful, the casting of it, specifically North-South competition, um, blah, 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 resulted in unfortunate consequences. For example, NS student government was named the Confederate, Confederated Students of Nevada Southern. One of the campus traditions was the Confederate uh, Cotillion, and during one year, the football team's helmets even carried an image of Confederate battle flag. Finally, the student newspaper carried the symbol of its masthead for a time. They finally banished Beauregard, Sometime in the 70s and then uh, in the 70s and, uh, um, let's see, students deciding 446 to 246 to retain Rebels. Um, according to the university's 50th anniversary book, uh, Rebels stood for much more than supported the Civil War against the Union in the 60s, especially it symbolized those who rejected convention, tradition, racism, blah, 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 blah. blah. But anyway, they, they brought this on themselves. They did. In an attempt to have some fun, they brought it on themselves. in a different time period yeah uh, no 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 you're not allowed to put context on anything so they went largely without a mascot until 82 and then uh that's when they have hey reb which was taken down which again we were kind of going with this full circle so yeah so is this right Leif what? Leif Benson by the way Leif I got your email and I forgot to respond to it if you get the uh I'll go to Leif's question in a second but I'm gonna answer this while I'm thinking about it because I'm old and I forget if you go on the Peloton app and you go down to outdoor, they have guided runs that you can do where it's audio and you're getting instruction during the run from a Peloton instructor. That's how that works. Are they yelling at you? No, uh, no, it's okay. very, actually, I did one this morning with Robin Arzon that was 
absolutely excellent. The music was really good, and she kind of talked about her running during it experiences. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Um, I kind of got a lot from it. I had my best, had my best ten k run in a long time. Um, he says I reread Willie Morris's Terrains of the Heart last night. The last essay, Ghost of Ole Miss, said that the Faulkner family donated the Confederate statue to Ole Miss. He said, I didn't remember that. I did not know that. Is that right? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying Leif's wrong. I just I'm, I didn't mean like, is Leif right? I just meant I didn't yeah, know that. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so that's getting voted on today. It is today, isn't it? Yeah. No. No. Tomorrow. Thursday. Yeah. That's correct. It's going to pass. I think so? Yeah. Yeah, it is. They wouldn't do the vote if it weren't no, going to pass. Kidding. Yeah, I'm, I'm messing. That's the thing. Like, I don't... I'm still not really undersure. Uh, 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 I'm still not sure and understand because... I don't know if we talked about this last time or not. I don't know. I had that... I had that quote from Ole Miss about the the monument and whether they had sent the report or whatever and basically said, hey, we're still working on it, whatever. Knowing that within a week, it was A, going to leak to a, new, a, a media member, the Mississippi Today, and then two, they were going to vote and move the thing. It was a really weird PR stance. Like, I like I, I can't really – as much work as Ole Miss has done, to Boyce's credit, get out in front of it and go, hey, we're doing everything we can do. It's up to them son of a guns to move it or not move it. I, they have express – permission to do it and that's all we can do well let me tell it you it wasn't I, a big deal but it was a weird little well let me tell you what i've heard there well, tell you what i've heard sure but it's going to pass tomorrow to move it they're going to have to raise a little over a million dollars about that and they've got to create they've got to build a landing pad or something for it wherever it's going to be like a base i don't know i've never moved a statue in my life so the whole thing's not a base too okay sorry go ahead I would like to reiterate that I have never moved a statue. I don't know. Lawn, and I don't mean that to be a smart ass. I don't know. Lawn, I mean, lawn gnome? Have you ever moved one of those or anything? A, a gnome? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't even know that I've ever moved a gnome. I, I, but so I, nothing more stationary than like a picnic table in the backyard. <laughs> that is okay. correct. I, I have never moved a statue. Um, I do not know how that works. 1.1 million and... and it will be 30 days, which leads me to my question for you and for the people in our live audience. That 30 days, doesn't that just invite the crazies? Yes. Isn't that just an invitation to, hey, come rally around this puppy one last time and see if you can't create the big the big stick? Well, because last year, you know, the push at one point last year was, hey, let's just find a way to get this thing done. Let's push this through as quietly as possible and move that son of a gun on like Christmas Eve. There was people around the university that said, hey, can we just do that? Can we, yeah. can we just which would have made that? a lot of sense. Yeah, anything to not bring attention to anything. I mean, but I, I was talking to somebody about this last week. Here's going to be the positive whenever this thing does move is – there will be less inviting of the crazies, the, the neo-confederates and all that kind of stuff yeah. because it's no longer going to be in a free free speech zone. It'll be in a cemetery, so it won't be like middle-of-campus free speech zone because that's the that's the bad part of the way things are, are set up right now. If you're protesting at Ole Miss, your two areas that you're legally allowed to assemble and protest are at that monument and in front of Fulton Chapel. Those are the two. Okay. So they get to pick right there in front of it and... 
good news is if it passes tomorrow, which is June the 18th. That is correct. 30 days means July the 18th, which is pretty dead. It's the best time of the year. You don't do need to do it where it's happening in September. Yeah, let's not do September 18th to October 18th. Then we got football games and problems and all sorts of stuff. Well, well let's hope we have football games. <laughs> Knock sorry. on sorry. Is this wood. Yeah, sorry. Find some wood. <laughs> sorry. Um. Yeah. Yeah. In all seriousness, there's a wood shelf right there, and just please just, knock on it. Just do something. That's better. Thank all you. All right. Throw some salt over my shoulder. If we had some, I'd hand it to you right now. I didn't know we're. I didn't really plan to discuss UNOV history and discuss mascots and monuments. All right, let's go back to it though. Let's let's get back to my point because we never finished. Sorry, we, go we, ahead. That's okay. No, it's yeah. a, we, we had a nice little detour. Mm-hmm. We're back to back to the spot in the circle. Okay. What's the reaction if the football players at Ole Miss, whether it's now or in a year, or in two years, or in four years, say we're not going to play if we're the Rebels? If they decide to play that card. And at least one player has hinted at that on Twitter. Considerable blowback. I agree. Considerable. Um, well, A. Gabe DeArmond and I have this conversation. But hold, hold your thought. Gabe, Gabe DeArmond and I have this conversation privately all the time. Sure. Like, what's the move that is the, all right, now this is. And I think here it's something along those lines. I don't think it's uniforms. I think if the players went, hey, we want to play in all baby blues, I think the fans would be – there would be fans that would be like, this is stupid, I hate this. But for the most part, fans would be like, whatever, let's just win. Well, any school in the country changing mascots and names is going to have Agreed. considerable blowback. I've, I've said this, you know, like Auburn. I use Auburn as an example oh. because I was talking to Jay. I mean, people have grown up wearing those colors, wearing the AU interlocked. Well, look, it says Auburn Tigers. They're the Tigers. They're used well, here, to all here, here's that Here's a great stuff. example. Virginia changes their logo on their sword. They did that. Okay, cool, whatever, which was actually a brand new logo. So they had to go change it again, do whatever they did. A university that their top persons, Thomas Jefferson and his history with slaves and all the different stuff, yes. and that's being brought up now. People move the logo without much problems. Everybody went, okay, fine. Take the take the grip off the sword or whatever you want to call it. Cavaliers probably has a Civil War connotation to it. I don't know that, but that's probably a decent guess. Or some sort of military where there's some weird connotation. Virginia would lose its mind if you want to take Cavaliers from them right now. Take an Ole Miss out of it. Well, yeah, because they've been the Cavaliers forever. Yeah. So if you grew up in a Virginia family or you're a Virginia alum and the place means something to you, you've probably got stuff in your house or clothes that you wear or a cap or a hat or a beanie or whatever that means something to you that has the word Cavaliers on it. So, that yeah, that, that, that's a that's a non-Ole Miss example. Um, yeah, I mean, LSU has Civil War connotations. Yeah. Um, the the Tigers, they were the, the, the that was the name of the – the uh, the group of soldiers from LSU that it's fought the Civil War. It's just whoever's in the crosshairs. You can pick and choose and find something with almost every Southern school, frankly. I know. That's why I'm asking. Uh, yeah. What happens when the players say, here's our leverage and this is our play? Where I'm going with that is in where you – even if you're going to do it, that's such a complicated thing to change. It's not like you can just suddenly do it in four days. You know what I no, mean? No, no, no. Like, I know that's, that. That's the thing. I know that. Like, 
well, I mean, if you're not going to play until we change it, then we're not going to play because this takes a minute. This is even right. if, even if we all agree. But if they said we're not going to play until you publicly promise that you're going to change it, that you're going to start the process of changing it immediately, you're going to begin that process and you're going to announce your intention publicly. Because it would not take four days to announce your intention. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think they have leverage to get it done. I so it's interesting. It's the conversation I like to have. There I, is there is a there's a point where and not this has nothing to do with the race or anything else. Just in in general, alumni, donors, boosters, fans, season ticket holders go, hey, no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Question no. two. And these are questions. These are not rhetorical. I'm, I'm I mean, lit- Colonel Rev 2000 says, literally, where do you draw the line? I think that's on the opposite side of the line. In today's environment, so I, I get questions in my mailbag every week. I got another one this week. I don't mind them. They're fine. Sure. I, I say, hey, ask me whatever. Yeah. And what do you think about recruiting? Are you concerned about Ole Miss's recruiting? Should we be concerned about Ole Miss's recruiting? I know it's a pandemic, but you know, I kind of thought Kiffin would have had a bunch of four- and five-star players by now, and that hasn't happened. What do you think the deal is? Blah, 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 blah. In today's environment, being the Rebels, does that hurt you in a recruiting battle? It doesn't help you. I don't have, and it's anecdotal, I don't have a ton of evidence that it's a negative. Um, I I think it's a non-starter. The two players where I feel like something on campus that we can document and prove, well, I'm saying we don't feel, I know this, the two players that have been most impacted in a negative Ole Miss slant that were pretty high-profile players were Michael Dyer and Matthew Wells over the last five or six, seven, eight, ten years. And Vernon Hargraves. Yeah, okay. Three. Yeah. I forgot. I, I That's okay. Yeah, sure. I was, just adding, yeah. I was adding one to it. Matthew Wells drove through campus the same day as a rally. His mom got upset, really spooked. Understandable. They tried to smooth it over, but at the end of the day, I think that was a pretty big blow, and him ended up in Mississippi State. Michael Dyer was freaked out. The song "The South Will Rise Again." It was that, was or it chant. was a maybe a maybe it was a flag up at a fraternity house, or a chant. Yeah. It was, there was a couple things that that, that got with Dyer at yeah. that time. So yeah, is there? Look, it, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a systemic negative, and from a recruiting standpoint, Ole Miss has put top five classes together. It, it's it's all right. Um, that's not what a lot of players are going yeah. to focus on. It is something you probably have to spend time in your day to combat. In in, in in a world of max efficiency, you probably do have to spend some time either counteracting that point, arguing that point, or showing why that point is false for whatever reason. If you're driving down the field trying to score a touchdown, it's a holding penalty. Yeah, not going to stop the drive, but just... You know, so you, you certainly had to burn a timeout in a time you didn't want to do it. You got a first down on that play, it got called back, it's first and 20. Yeah. 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 You get to snap, all good, yeah. but yeah. That's probably fair. And it now is that in is that a bigger deal today than it was 5 years ago? Maybe. It's a bigger deal know. today than it was 5 days that's ago. That's what I mean. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, you said 5 years. I yeah, said well, 5 yeah, days. Uh, I don't know. I don't either. I mean, you know, it's, one of the things I'm interested to see is over the course of the next few weeks, do things calm down or do things escalate? Does the rhetoric get more charged, or does the rhetoric calm down? Did the protest continue, or did the protest die down? Do they escalate? Typically, the attention span in this country goes fairly quickly. We'll see. Fascinated to see what happens with the NBA players. There's, as of today, I think there's no doubt that the NBA would play. Mm-hmm. 
most of the players are like, hey, look, I got to get paid. But there is pressure on the young players from some of the older players to take advantage of, quote, this moment. Hold hold the society to the, to the fire. Don't go play. Now, when you do that, and I was listening to um, Chris Mannix on Sports yeah. Illustrated, who was on the Clay Travis show. Mm-hmm. By the way, man, kudos to Clay Travis. You have absolutely become a superstar by playing the one hand you played. Credit. Took balls. He made I, a lot of money. Took big balls, and you did it. And I'm Salute. He was on with Corolla during Corolla's show in Nashville last week. This week. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. He was oh. one of the guests. Corolla did a live show in Nashville when he was one of them. I'd like to listen to that. I've been listening to Corolla and uh, Garagos a lot. I mean, oh, the Reasonable, Reasonable Doubt. Doubt. Yeah. Really fascinating pairing of people. Anyway, like they almost have, they don't agree on everything at no, all. I mean, they Garagos. almost have me. They almost have me thinking that Scott Peterson didn't do it. I, I'm, I'm. Anyway, anyway, stay. Try to stay on. Yeah, sorry, stay on topic, yeah. Neil. I, just, I just, I want to see what like with the NBA players. If they were to do that, Mannix was on with uh, with Travis, and he said, make no mistake about what would happen if that happened. Make no mistake. The owners would go, okay, we're going to exercise the force majeure clause in this, yeah. in this collective bargaining agreement. And you don't get paid. And we're going to blow it up. And all of you who have these six-year, $250 million contracts, they don't exist anymore. Here's what's interesting, and I don't want to get everybody all worked up, but the NBA right now, rightly or wrongly, is operating under the assumption that fans will not be in the stands, at least at the beginning of the 2020-2021 season. Are they right? I have no idea. Are they wrong? I have no idea. If you have more information on epidemiology today, feel free to jump in. I don't know. But here's... We always talk about perception and reality. If you're the owners and that's your perception, at this moment, that's your reality. And when the players come to you and go, well, let's negotiate a new CBA, the owners are like, nah. You know what? We think we're going to sit on our powder here. We've taken a loss and we're, gonna medic- we're not going to take another loss. We're going to wait. And then if that means that you don't, let's say that, the, that those people are right. That the virus is such that indoor uh, indoor arena events with fans are not possible. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Do I think that's insane? I do, but regardless, if that's the case, you're talking about a year and a half without the NBA and players. That's a pretty limited window of time for a player to get his coin. I mean, you've got from about what twenty until about thirty, realistically to make your money, and then father time and mother nature begin to kick in. It means no college basketball at any level. It would mean no college basketball. Which means the end of athletic programs at Gonzaga and Butler and Creighton and take your mid-major picks that don't play football. That's why I tell people when they when people talk about this story, this is the biggest, this is the biggest story of our journalistic lives. It's massive. Because, and I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, there's no answer. That's the, and no one knows. It's not like you're just waiting it out. You don't know what the next day, the next week, the next month looks a like. A week ago, I was super confident that there would be football. Like on a scale of 1 to 100, I was about a 90. 
And I'm still up there, but yeah. now I'm about like a 78. Yeah. Because every time there's some positive cases, these media people who have these bullhorn voices scream from the mountaintops and these administrators at these universities who are terrified of liability. Well, thought on that. The reason for that, we'll get to that in one second. Let's talk about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. You're getting local underwriting and understand your market. Leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. They have a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. You can go in, test drive one, tell Gene and Sandy, the people there at Grenada Nissan that you heard about. Grenada Nissan here on the podcast. You'll get Rebel Savings on top of the already great deals there at Grenada Nissan. We're also brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. He was telling me about a recent trip he took to Watercolor on uh, 30A. He said that uh, all the restaurants are open, the shops are open, some require masks, some don't. Unlike Oxford, where you have to have a mask to uh, cross the street. in watercolor, you sometimes have to have it, sometimes don't. Fifty percent capacity at restaurants. Said it was pretty wide open. A lot of, I think they had a great time. So, if you are interested in a trip like that, John's the guy to call. He knows where all the deals are. He can uh, get you benefits, added values that you're not going to find on your own. All you have to do is give him a call, give him an email. You don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. Nine zero one. Four nine four three three eight seven J Edwards at regencytravel.net. If you're a first time client, you can save fifty dollars off your first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. We're also brought to you by Oxford University Bank, OUB, locally owned and operated right here in Oxford. When you deposit money at OUB, that money and the vast majority of the bank's profits go right back into the Oxford community. OUB offers its customers the absolute best cash checking account. It's called Casasa, and with Casasa, OUB will pay its customers 2.5% interest on their balances up to $50,000 and refund ATM fees nationwide. They also have a commercial checking account now paying 1% interest as long as you keep $10,000 in the account. It comes with fully interactive online banking. To learn more, go to liveoxfordbankoxford.com or call 662-234-6668. OUB is FDIC insured. I was reading from your mobile back a second ago, and I do have a point we're going to get back to it in a second, but I do agree that Sopranos is incredibly overrated. It gets so much credit for being kind of the first, yeah. like kind of the start of the golden age of television where they're more compelling and deeper than movies, but it, as the seasons go on, they drag, and you feel like you're doing the same storyline over and over and over and over again. It, it, I never it, got it. I never watched it. I never had HBO. That was a part of it. You can pick episodes that are fantastic, yeah. and there are arcs that are fantastic. Maybe even seasons, but it, it yeah. to me, it doesn't have the staying power of The Wire or Breaking Bad or something along those. Uh, yeah, along those lines. that's not my genre for the most part. No, it's not. You know, it's not my thing. It's not. You don't. You, you don't need a bunch of mob hits in your life every no, day. Every day. No, I'm 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 much better of kind of laid back, happy go lucky. Give me a good laugh. The Office, Community, Park and Rec. Seinfeld. Yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll do that. Shit's Creek. Look, where, where you're making tons of points is, yeah, there's going to be positive tests. We know there are going to be positive tests when the athletes come back is what it is. Yeah. Um, these athletes are not going to be in a bubble. 
as evidenced by everything we're seeing with college kids in general. Yeah. They're, they're going to go out. They're going to go to bars. They're just are. It, it is what it is. They're going to hang and, out at people's And, and college kids are going to do stupid things at parties like pass a vape around. I'll tell you, yesterday <laughs> – well, yeah. Contributing factor for my next sentence. Yesterday startled me, though. It's where my percentage went down. Um, okay. Yesterday at the uh, the meeting in town, um, Mayor Tannehill announced that there were a lot of cases from students that were off books, not what we had been seeing just on the Mississippi Department of Health side every day. Those those had gone up. There was a I think there was a fourteen case jump in Lafayette County yesterday. I'm not sure testing percentages just going off straight case jump. Because um, a student who's say from Madison who yeah. comes up who tests positive at Ole Miss is listed in Madison. Yeah, it's whatever their their home address is or however they do that. I don't know the specifics, but yes, it's not whatever. So okay. essentially what happened is that um at the Board of Aldermen meeting said that they re- received information from four different area urgent care clinics and that when they added up all the cases, it was 162 cases of Ole Miss students who are not on our county list. So that's 162 more cases inside our county that's just not listed every single day. Well, you do some math on that, and I'm sure Starkville's doing with the same thing. I'm sure Hattiesburg's doing with the exact same thing. Yep. That puts Lafayette County at a hell of a hot spot in, 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 in the state compared to everybody else when you add in those things. It's only going to continue to happen. I mean, we know that. Um, yeah. It's where the sheer numbers of it, how the students behave, frankly, over the next four to six to eight weeks, it, it did. It, 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 it kind of put me aback last night where I went, okay, from a sheer number standpoint, we have a problem. And it's something that could absolutely bleed into the fall, bleed into athletics. Um, yeah. We know that if classes start on time, everybody's going to have to wear masks. We know that it's probably going to end before Thanksgiving from a semester standpoint. Um, to the best of my knowledge, I don't think they're actually planning on doing temperature checks or testing students when they come back or anything, like from a overall systemic standpoint. Because Ole Miss um, on campus is, what, 21,000 kids? A little less probably, but sure. Okay. Yeah, somewhere in there. Uh, I don't know, give or take. Um yeah, I don't think they're going to do – they don't have the money for 20,000 tests, even once, forget every so often. Well, and testing once means they just you're testing for that day. It's a snapshot. Yeah. Before they get there and then yeah. run all over. So my point being two things. One, that scared me for the fall. That scared me from sports from a sure number standpoint. Yeah. I mean, I'm still optimistic about sports, but it lowered. And then two, I give, I, 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 I give Robin or whomever credit here – We've got to know that information. They've got to figure out a better system than let, just letting it be home counties. You've got to know what student case numbers look like inside your county Absolutely. and your town. I mean, whether that's every day the hospital and the urgent care sends reports to Ole Miss or sends it to the city or whatever, that's up to you. And, You've but this got is to, where, you have to know those numbers. I agree, but this is where, Chase, over the last three-plus months, four months, whatever it's been, the – politicians in these political in, in these health departments the politicians in general have lost the public trust no one believes anyone no one believes I, I, and I'll be honest with you I don't know who the hell to believe There's two or three people I look at on Twitter I read Dr. Mike's thing every morning But like from a media standpoint, I'm not sure I believe anybody. I'm not sure they haven't all lost me. 
We've talked about curves a lot. I will say, now, these numbers can jump quickly, but this is mostly students that have been asymptomatic. We're not seeing hospital overflow. As of yesterday, um, 16% of ICU beds and 6% of regular hospital beds in Oxford or Lafayette County were taken. So very, very low numbers. From Give me us. those numbers again. Um, 16% of ICU beds and okay. 6% of regular hospital beds. Incredibly low numbers. As of yesterday. I, can, I think Oxford I think Oxford has 24 or 25 ICU beds, so we're talking four or five occupants. I mean, I have a couple of sources in my house who can tell me about the college kid <clears throat> deal and the high school kid deal. They uh, had ill-advised parties, and it all ran together. And But their symptoms, those that have symptoms, are very minor. Sore throat, some fatigue, low-grade fever. They're fine. Just stay away from older people and, 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 and yeah. people with pre-existing conditions. That's, what that's, I worry about with football, be real. We'll be real here. What I worry about with football is when it's June right now and most programs are being responsible because the season's not imminent. Hell, practice isn't imminent. I worry we get to August middle of August mm -hmm. on these colleges, pick your five schools and all the kids are back on campus. They're excited. They haven't seen their friends very much in six months, five months, six months. They're going to do what college kids do. They're going to hang out in big rooms, big groups, catching up with one another. They're going to go out to bars. They're going to go to parties at fraternity houses, at sorority houses. They're going to have rush. With the end of rush is bid day, which means big parties. They're going to drink, which means their guard's going to go down. They're going to be laughing and screaming and doing all the things that college kids do. And football players are going to be involved in a lot of that. They're not robots. You're not going to lock them down seven days a week. When classes start, they're going to be back in those classes and there's going to be some big spike inside of a football program because a handful of kids are going to have symptoms, not tell anybody, and spread it. And you're going to have some deal on August the 25th, 26th, where it's announced that there's 32 cases on, inside uh, Mississippi State. Yeah, sure. And they can't play. And so the first weekend of games is – pushed back and then it's just that's where people say what's your alarm that's my alarm my, the other thing that had been asked of me I get asked a lot and I, I don't mind the question at all I'm sure you don't either I know you get asked it a lot too is what do you think it's going to look like a week ago I would have said there's a real chance at, at capacity stadiums today I would say there is a zero chance at capacity stadiums my absolute worst fear um, from the football thing of getting shut down or just consequences is the player who gets it has some symptoms. When you've got to tell them you have symptoms to get tested, you don't get tested, and you end up giving it to an older coach or somebody who gets mm -hmm. gravely ill. Yeah, that's that. That's where I go. Oh, that's my problem. Yeah, that's very realistic. And it just takes one. I mean, no. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I, no, one I, could do it anywhere. I mean, not that's, arguing. That's, sure, that's, that's, absolutely. That's the concern. I mean, you know, just like Lane Kiffin, like we talked about. I mean, he goes, hey, if we get all our DBs in a room, one guy gets it, and we got to quarantine every defensive back for two weeks, well, how we play it on Saturday? Well, that literally has happened at uh, uh, Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. The DB room. Yeah, it was Iowa. Kiffin was prescient. Yeah. 
The answer to that right now. June. All good, whatever. The answer to that is don't put all the DBs in one room. <laughs> Have a Zoom class. Yeah. Be creative for a year. Just so hard. They're competitive uh, people. They're people that are coaches at the Power Five level. They you don't apply for that job on you know um, on some job network on the internet cobbling varying race races ages genders everything here uh governor ron DeSantis says 260 workers at the orlando international airport have tested positive for uh, coronavirus wow seeing that 17 minutes ago from news 6 wkmg so I'm going to be a news station. You want some letters that kind of roll off the tongue, don't you? Yeah. You can get really kind of screwed with the, your newsletters depending on how they how they kind of pop off your mouth a little bit. Um, Someone asked about the Grove. Walk of Champions. Oh, I don't think the Walk of yeah. Champions happens. No shot on that one. I'm sorry. That's not happening. Uh, at least not early in the season. And I, I think the Grove – I think the Grove is going to have limits on it. I think it's going to look like a restaurant. There's going to be reserved areas in a way somehow. I'm glad it's not my decision or my, my, <laughs> my deal to deal with. No doubt. Um, well, I mean, look, it's just like, I mean, I think it was last week, and I don't I mean, I'm, this is not a criticism of Ole Miss. I don't know how you handle it. A lot of season ticket holders had to make their decisions last week on, hey, what are we doing? Yeah. And at the bottom of the, of the email or the letter or whatever, it basically said, hey, you're, you know, you have the ability for credits, refunds, charity stuff, whatever. What does that mean? Does that mean just my tickets? Does that mean my whole CGA? Because, well, if I can't use do the tickets. Do you lose your place in priority in the future? If you don't do it. Yeah. yeah like, what? that's the thing. Do I have to pay my CGA even though I may not get that seat or get to go to the game just to keep it for next year or the next year out those thousands of dollars or whatever it is? And then, say it's 50% capacity. What does that mean? Four from this family, but none of this family. Do I get two tickets and you get two tickets? What 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 are we doing? Like, how do you how, how do you? Keith Carter that out? looks back on this and says, "You know, I thought the hardest thing of my first year was going to be firing a coach who happened to be a friend and conducting a football coaching search. It turns out that was nothing. Yeah, this is the hard stuff because there is no answer. There's no way to make everybody happy. There's there is no good answer because look, if you refund everything, you're broke. Yeah. But then at the same time, you're trying to keep these fans for decades, for years. I mean, you're not trying to you don't want to you don't necessarily want to screw fans for one year over the, a the, long relationship. And the fourth of July is less than three weeks away. We're starting to run out of time. Yeah. We're starting to run out of time. I I, I don't know. I know they're going to try. They're very damnedest to play. I think stadiums will be 50%-ish. And then you just hope. But I'm not I'm not anywhere near. And, and maybe 10 days from now, I'll be singing a different tune and I will have swung back the other way. But my barometer today is about, like I said, about 78% confident there's going to be a football season. About 50% confident there's going to be a basketball season. Maybe more than that. But not, I don't, I, I, I'm not confident at all about basketball games played with fans today. Yeah. Now, maybe this thing by September is gone and I'm like, oh, what an idiot. That was a dumb thing to say. I'll be, I will happily say that was a dumb thing to say. The one thing that the colleges will get, unless the NBA players decide to do the protest thing, 
is they'll get that to watch. Mm-hmm. Sure. If you're injured, not sure where to go, no matter where you are, Special Orthopedic Group has you covered with three convenient locations in Tupelo, Oxford, and New Albany. No referral is needed to schedule an appointment with one of SOG's fellowship-trained, subspecialized surgeons in any one of their three locations. With 24-hour scheduling, SOG makes it easy to accommodate you. Call 767-4200 to request an appointment on their website, www.sogms.com. Special Orthopedic Group, choose a specialist, choose SOG. Our friends at Blue Delta are very pleased to announce that the Blue Delta studio is open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. If you have jeans to pick up or if you're ready to get measured for your own Blue Delta jeans, don't hesitate to drop by or reach out to Blue Delta to schedule an appointment. Uh, While you're in, don't forget to check out Blue Delta's new line of Georgia milled duck canvas fabrics, strong and durable. These are the ultimate made-to-last pants you can get in touch with them at info, that's I-N-F-O, at BlueDeltaJeans.com, on social media at Blue Delta Jeans. Whichever way is easier for you, give the Blue Delta Jeans de- team a shout, and they'll be glad to see you. We're also brought to you by Bluff City Advisory Group. They're dedicated to building the future you desire. Founded in Memphis in 2019, their team is comprised of established and seasoned financial experts who came together to serve individuals and families of their beloved hometown. The firm is built on decades of wealth management experience, and they've seen it all. Their financial advisors have a reputation for professional excellence, and their clients rely on their high level of confidence and integrity. So whether you need guidance on developing a financial plan, creating a customized executive benefits program for your business, or preparing a detailed asset allocation analysis, Bluff City Advisory will provide forward-thinking, cost-effective investment strategies customized to uniquely fit each client. Bluff City values providing quality advice, experience, and access to all their clients, and they invite an open dialogue beyond your annual review. They believe that everyone deserves financial security, so no matter your level of wealth or financial goal, they'll serve as an advocate to grow, guide and grow a portfolio that is fruitful and sustainable for you. 901-365-3447 or email ben, that's B-E-N, at bluffcityadvisory.com. My mailbag is up. It is brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. They sell condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, and you can get in touch with Whitney at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. I see in your mailbag, you predicted a Biden win in the election as of today? Yeah, because... He's up in every poll. Double digits in most Is polls. Is polling more accurate now than in 16 from a Trump standpoint? It's a great question. Because Hillary was. I mean, <laughs> I mean, not even yeah. being argumentative. No, I mean, no, no, was. no. no I mean, I'll, for the rest of my life, I'll never forget going, yeah, Hillary's going to win. You called me when you seen this line? I went, nope. Okay, great. We were in here. Yeah, yeah, We yeah. were actually in different seats. And yeah, I, yeah, looked, yeah. I turned on CNN and I said, uh, hey, you, you see that line right there? Yeah. That was in the morning. Yeah, I said, that is that is the line from 2008. Just the. When you saw people lined up to wait for hours to vote for Barack Obama and you knew it was over, he was going to win. And that day, the lines were lined up. I think the lines are going to be super long in multiple ways. Look, that pushback could come in the form of an election too. That's That, that deals... About to be a lot of anger. Like, I'm going to tell you, in places that they don't let the schools open in the fall, 
Mm-hmm. People are going to revolt. People are going to revolt. If you can't, if you can't open, if you, oh, not, not if you can't, I mean, I mean, if you're too politically correct to open the, the elementary schools and the middle schools and the high schools in communities around this country, there is going to be a revolution. That's what bugs me about the, maybe it was just Mississippi in general. I don't think it was just Oxford. I think it was Mississippi. Trying to figure out what their plan was going to look like, and there was talk of, hey, well, we're going to do A days and B days, and these kids go on A day, and these kids go on B days, and this and this and this. Okay. I feel like this is done so often with people that don't actually have to do the day-to-day to this. Yeah. Because if you're a parent, two parents, single parents, pick your household. Especially a single parent. How are you working? If I've got to worry about child care every other day for a different kid, if I have to... And one week it's Tuesday, and Thursday, then, and, and the next week it's Monday, Wednesday. And let's say daycares follow the same thing. I don't know. Like, there's so many different things of like, what what, what do you do? I mean, there, there, there's no way to... For the, for the normal family, it's impossible. Yes. To seriously get the kids an education. And they go, well, okay, let's do online thing. Well, okay... Who in the home is doing the online thing every day? Who's doing it? I, I, I like. I, everybody has questions and nobody has answers that actually make any sense. I do. Well, okay, but you know, people who are making these decisions are not doing anything with any sense. I, I, I don't I, I, send the kids to I, school. I they need the school. They need the education. If you need to make them wear a mask, make them wear a mask. They don't care. They want to go to school. If you want them to sanitize their hands every time they walk in and out of a classroom, they'll do it. They want to go to school. If you have to change the way that you do cafeterias, that's okay. They want to go to school. If you have to beg every kid who it's possible to bring his or her own lunch, okay, they want to go to school. If you have to do sack lunches every single day for every single kid, that's okay. They want to go to school. They need to go to school. Not everyone has the Wi-Fi to support online. There's also a social element to this. What we have done to our kids over the last several months is criminal. It is wrong. I would argue that it's immoral. We have damaged psyche of a lot of young children high school kids I've seen it in my family and you know my kids my kids are pretty good kids pretty smart pretty well grounded kids and there's been damage done a lot of kids can't do online they're not conditioned for online no I mean I was talking today even zoom there's a lack of directness to it where you you can't even if you're locked in there's just a disconnect there it just doesn't yes. work the same way it, it's a it's a it's a it's a problem well um, and on zoom they can turn their audio off they can turn their video off they get distracted mm-hmm. there's no way for a teacher to really connect with kids on zoom the con- well and at the college level they're talking about potentially making a lot of teachers do zoom where their class doesn't work on zoom it is freaking right. impossible 
It's an application class where you cannot do it on Zoom. Where it's got to be, and, and there's, there's, a, there's a connection, there's a physical connection. There's a, a mentorship, especially as kids get older in college. You're taking 300 and 400 level courses. There's a connection to a professor. There's an exchange of ideas that happen in a classroom, especially in an older classroom. Yeah. When you lose all of those things, you do lose value. You, you lose... I, I'm, I'm very frustrated by it. And it's why... Again, I'm, I'm not going to do this to my kids. Yesterday, when the Oxford school system put the thing out, the school district put the thing out, and it, it, it was yesterday was the 15th of June. They kind of said, hey, we're going to give you an update on the 15th of June. And it was kind of, well, something more important has come up. No one's arguing that racial equality is not important. It is. It's very important. We all agree with that. But that's not an excuse to punt on the other. So when are you supposed to find out what they're going to do? I don't know. They, they don't know. They just, they just, they're just waiting. Why not say we're going to come back to school? You need to start talking to your kids now about responsibility. About hygiene. Need to have some serious conversations. Hey, it, it's not going to be like it always was at lunch. So here's your two-month notice that you're going to have to pack a lunch. Or here's your two-month notice that your kids needs to know that Sharing a, a a milk carton or a glass of a bottle of water or something is an absolute felony at school. Not really a felony, but you know what I mean. Will not be tolerated. You will be sent home. Unless uh, to parents, hey, you have to be in touch with your kid's health. If your kid's got a runny nose or whatever, we can't take chances. They got to stay home. We'll have an online option for those kids. It's going to require some hard decisions, but you can't punt in the name of, well, we need to talk about something that could make us or break us. No, you need to talk right now about committing to having the kids in the schools. That's the conversation you need to have. Don't do this politically correct punt thing. Give me a break. June 17th. Yeah, I mean, we're... Two months. Not even two months. Yeah, like seven weeks-ish. Yeah. From, ben says um, this is a doom and gloom podcast. I don't really think it is. I mean, we talked about Blake Henson. Ole Miss is getting a commitment from Deshaun Ruffin. I mean, I, I don't know what people want. You want... All these people that want sports podcasts, there are no sports. The, the English Premier League starts today. Does it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what people want. I'm, I'm not pushing back at Ben here. I just I get this question: Why don't y'all talk about sports? Because there are no sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, the MLB conversation is: Are they going to have a season or not? The NBA conversation is: Are the players going to use that leverage or not? Right. I got somebody asked me: Why can't y'all talk about position changes and stuff at Ole Miss? Don't because I-, I don't know that there are any. Mm-hmm. If they're following the rules with any degree of of Seriousness, they're not having those types of workouts yeah, right Lane now. Lane doesn't know. He doesn't know. Mm-hmm. So there, there is no news to be had. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, third podcast for the week. We'll continue on as uh, as it moves on. Keep you updated on schedules, guests, and uh, and the like. Um, stuff Um, Zach's on vacation. Um, yep. So get stuff to you, whatever. But just a little uh, little heads up there from that if it uh, if it is relevant. So appreciate by joining the live stream. It's good to uh, feel a little like normal, and we will talk to you again very very soon.